To support this podcast, go to paypal.me slash positive sarcasm. All donations of any size are appreciated. Any size. It's the thought that counts. It's not the size that matters. Once again, paypal.me slash positive sarcasm. Also hit us up on social media. Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com. Instagram, positive underscore sarcasm. Uh, Facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. Hey, we are. We, we, me. Instagram, positive underscore sarcasm. Facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. Uh, Twitter. Still, still at POS sarcasm. Tumblr, no more. Well, I've tried to delete my Tumblr like seven times, even though I don't even use it. And it says, sorry, I can't process this request right now. Uh, why don't you just go ahead and fucking delete it? I don't use it. So there's no information you can get at me. So no Tumblr, no bueno. Uh, Gab AI, I really don't use it. I'm on there, but I don't do anything on there. So it's all fake bots and stuff like that. You know, white ethno-nationalists. Uh, but yeah. Mm. A little cream in the coffee today. You want to hit me up, go to positivesarcasm.com. Click on the contact slash donate button. Uh, if you want to contact me, you can go through there. They got the little thing where you type in your name and, and your message with your phone number or email and all that jazz. If you want to donate, there's a donate button there too. PayPal.me slash positivesarcasm. <sighs> I need to get more sleep. This has been a rough week for sleep. Um, not sure. Well, I'm sure. Well, I'm mostly, uh, I don't know. That's okay. Got the coffee today. Rocking the Sumat last of the Sumatra blend and a little bit of half and half. Mmm. Quite luscious. So, uh, yeah, I need to get, oh boy. So yeah, you can find me on social, all social media. You can contact me at positive sarcasm Um, but yeah, things have been looking up. We are now on Google play as well as iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, but we are now officially on Google Play. So if you have an Android device and you don't use Stitcher and you don't use Podcast Addict, Podcast Addict I definitely recommend, but we are on Google Play Music. So we are everywhere. We are on all the actual platforms that you're supposed to be on in order to at least look sort of legitimate. 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 A little bit better. But that's all been taken care of. So little by little, I'm getting there. Going to go into some things. Going to talk about the movie that's going to be coming out tomorrow, even though it's only about five minutes long. So not like a full-length movie, but it's five minutes long. So The Beacon, which is going to be uh, premiering tonight at the Polkies or the Polkin uh, Film Scramble. So seven days. Originally, it was 48 hours. Seven days. Shoot a movie, edit a movie, submit the movie. Against two, two or three other competitors. I got that mustache. That no mustache lip sweat going on right now. Whew. It's rugged. Um, but yeah, so the Beacon is debuting tonight. Uh, it'll be on the on John Turcott's YouTube, and then it'll be on my page, uh, YouTube, Positive Sarcasm. It'll be on mine. If you're a subscriber, you click on the little bell, and the notification will show up right on your phone, and it'll let you know that something new's come up. It'll be my first thing that I've dropped on YouTube, in three weeks and it's good these here's the thing uh, I, 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 yeah here's the thing 
it's good to do these little movies. They're good exercises. They're good practice. And I didn't necessarily get the most enjoyable, um, uh, what is it called? The, the regulations of what I, or, or stipulations that I had to work with. So for example, like I had to do a silent movie. So I had the choice between a sports movie and a silent movie. Not doing a sports movie. What the hell am I going to do with a sports movie? But So I ended up doing a silent movie. Silent movie with a couple other stipulations. And I have to make sure that they're all in there in the categories in order to possibly win or get best whatever. You know, I only care about winning, so. Mmm. Hot coffee in your face. Um. So, yeah, that's done tonight. I'm going to be, that's going to be, at, I might actually live stream that tonight on Twitch, depending upon the setup. Uh, I may do that, but that's going to be live streamed. And then I, you can go to the, uh, as long as John has all the uh, movies up on public on his channel, I can put in the, I can put the linky in the, in the description box for you Twitchers and you guys can go and watch the movies, but those will be available tonight. You can watch all of them. Mine is called the beacon. Um, I already have the description for it. It's about a struggling actor who's coming up with a sitcom script, sitcom who's struggling to get a sitcom script put together when a series of uh, uh, texts, random text uh, text messages from a restricted phone number, send him into a metaphorical spiral into darkness, you know, where he could have just ignored the text, but you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have a movie. Wouldn't be a movie if he just ignored the texts. Um, he goes, he follows the texts, and it sends him into the heart of darkness. So you can check that out. But that'll be, if you don't check it out tonight, it will be up on YouTube tomorrow. Just go to YouTube and uh, type in Positive Sarcasm and you'll see my logo and boom. So that's done. And yes, we are on Google Play. And what else we got going on today? Uh, we can talk about news groups that you need to avoid. Uh, we could talk about the, the uh, one of the pieces of gear that has re returned from the depths of hell uh, out of nowhere. So we'll talk about that. That I, I you've If you've watched any of my vlogs, some of the movie ones that I've done, um, there's a little piece of gear that's kind of close to my heart that is now back in business, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to talking about that. News groups to avoid. We'll talk about the return of the gear. Uh, what's so great about it? And let's see, the intellectual dark web. I may jump on that. Uh, PayPal donations. We already hit that. PayPal.me/slash/positive/sarcasm. Listen, any amount is appreciated. I mean, like a minimum of a dollar. Hey, somebody gives you a dollar. Imagine if two million people give you a dollar. Guess what? You're fucking retiring. So if you get if it gets retweeted and somebody gives you a dollar and then two million people give you a dollar and after taxes on PayPal, it's like 60 cents or whatever. Guess what? You got over a million dollars. You're good to go. I don't need much. Please. Um, so if I had a million dollars. Hey, did you guys see that Miami Dolphins play? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, God damn it, that was a hell of a play. Uh, let's see. All right, and then we'll also cost. Well, well, it's the holiday season, so you can't. You can definitely tell I'm overtired. Thank Christ for coffee, but at the end of the day, I need to get more sleep. This week has sucked. I just been tossing and turning, tossing and turning all night, all freaking night. I don't know what the hell's the matter with me. Maybe something on my brain. I've been writing more. I haven't been necessarily writing lyrics. Or, or, or writing for a, a blog or whatever, but I have been writing more. I mean, in this, these podcasts kind of force me to write. They kind of force me to write down little notes and things like that. So that does come in handy. You know, whether or not it's going to get me to like a 50 minute to an hour mark instead of the seven minutes and 48, 49, 
50, 51 minutes that we are uh, currently at. But, hey, that's okay. I'll take the L, even though I want to win. But I'll take the L. Mm. And let's see. The holidays. Uh, shout out to all the Hebrew warriors. Hebrews and Shebrews. Uh, Hanukkah just came to a close. I used to have a really nice menorah from Jerusalem. Uh, but, yeah, that was in my past life. Sad. Real sad. Um, I haven't really celebrated since. But, yeah, I come from a long, um, cheap... <laughs> I come from a long lineage of Jewish people. Uh, Russian Jews. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Catch me a catch. She is a snatch. I I really do... Yeah, there's a long history. And you know what's funny? Most of the Italians in my family... Oh, excuse me. The Sicilians, you know, because, hey, he's Sicilians. Uh, Gabagool. They're all fucking dead. They're all... My team. My team is dead! <laughs> They're all dead. Um... But the Jews, yeah, can't, can't, well, that's, that's low-hanging fruit. They're still kicking. A, a ton of them. They're just, they keep rolling and rocking, and they seem to all be doing pretty well. You know, lawyers, real estate, you know, adventurers. Uh, they're killing it. Girl, you be killing them. You be killing them, girl. But they're doing really, really well. They're all over the country. New York, Florida, uh, Montana. Uh, pretty pretty impressed and i for the most part they like me um you know like sally fields like me you know so that's been uh sorry just reaching for some creamer there we go yeah they're all killing it but uh yeah holiday uh, hanukkah shout out to all the hanukkahs the hanukkah the hanukkah people you know all my fellow jews <clears throat> uh, excuse me sorry Coffee is important. Without the without the coffee, there'd be no podcast. There would just be freaking Brett or Ben Ben Stein Bueller Bueller. So I kind of need it. So don't hate, caffeinate. It's glorious. Oh, I'm telling you, man. There's nothing like it. Good cup of Joe. Good cup of Joe. But happy Hanukkah to everybody. Holidays are here. And I do notice that when you go to the store, uh, like at, at the mall, first of all, Black Friday, there was nobody there. I've been there recently. There's no surge of people. I mean, it's been, I, I remember in recent years, I mean, the, the malls would be slammed. The parking lots would be stuffed. They'd freaking cone off uh, uh, the, 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 the traffic so you can only go one way. And this, it's like nothing this year. So you can go in. I, I, it's awesome. My place where I get my lettuce tightened is in there. And there's really no issues whatsoever. And I don't know how this really helps or hurts or if the businesses inside are doing okay or whatnot. Because this is supposed to be the busy season. They got There's some companies that are going to be hurting a lot. We already know that Sears is in deep shit. But justifiably so. Because they don't do anything special. They don't. Sears doesn't do dick. JC Penney's is fucking cool. Uh, don't don't joke. I started shopping at JC Penney's about two, three, four years ago. Two, three, four. Yeah, seven, seven bats. I did, and they got a lot of cheap clothes there. They got great deals. They got a decent app with all the coupons. Their staff is okay, um, and they got a vast array of a vast array of stuff. They don't have the top of the line stuff, 
But if you're looking for like decent t-shirts and you know socks and some okay dress shirts and pol- you know cheap polos, you want to get all the colors um, and clearance stuff, it go- yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely go there. Um, I love it. I don't care about their fuck. There's they, their watches suck. Their dress, their dress, uh, uh, their suits aren't aren't are cheap. But there are things that you can you can stock up on underwear, socks, clearance clothes, uh, extra sh- uh, extra shirts, jeans, really stuff that you don't need to be spending a shitload of money on. I mean, honestly, do you really need to go and spend one hundred forty fucking dollars on a pair of jeans? Uh, unless you're like Joe Rogan and you have like moon sized quads. All right, you don't need to be going spending a ton of money on jeans. All right, jeans are jeans are jeans. Okay, and you know they got decent polos and stuff like that. Look at me. Okay, I sound like such a dork. Um, but JC Penney's is legit, and I hope they're going to be around for a long time. Mm. Oddly enough, I was just looking at the top sellers or or um yeah top movers and shakers, I guess, as far as like shopping centers like Costco and Walmart and Sears and Sears obviously was up there for a very long time. They used to own the Willis Tower, the naming rights to the Willis Tower before, well, Willis, whatever that is, bought the rights to it because Sears needed that additional flowing money, uh, which, yeah. So, JCPenney's was never really in that top 10 per se. They've always just been around and JCPenney's been around for a long ass time. But they never really were in that top 10 of movers and shakers. Costco's in there. Amazon's up there now. Walmart's really been there since the beginning. Uh, once they got popular, they hit number one and they fucking stayed there. Costco's been creeping up. Amazon's been hitting hard. So, but JCPenney's just kind of chilling right in that spot. But a lot of California movers and shakers like Costco are definitely moving up there. Um, but thankfully, there are some retail outlets that are still doing okay because the fact is, is not everybody's going to be buying their clothes online at all. So you're really going to have you're going to have people trying shit on. I wish Macy's would do a better job though because Macy's has plummeted dramatically. All they do is cater to short fat dudes. Okay, dudes who are like 5 foot 8, 5 foot 9, weigh about, I don't know, 210, 230, just fucking oafs. You know, no fitting shirt, no real fitting shirts, no real great deals. The clearance rack is a giant pile of shit. Um their sales reps aren't even that great anymore. At least the ones I, I mean, I knew a, I had a great rep there. He was over in the in the suit section. His name was Bob. He was the shit. I love that dude. And he would always size me up, check my neck, be like, "Okay, this is good. This is good. No, that's not going to work. This will fit in well. That tie goes great." He was awesome. He was just great. He was a respectable dude. Always rocked a suit. Nice guy. I think he finally retired too. Yeah, you always got to have that guy. Um, but now Macy's just fucking sucks. Their shoes are gross. They're overpriced. They're not, half of them are not even actual leather. Not even the fa- the shitty Chinese leather. It's like just straight up plastic, you know? So it's like, I don't even get excited if I get a Macy's gift card anymore. It's like, oh, I guess I'll buy some overpriced socks and underwear. Uh, thanks. You know, you give me a JCPenney's gift card. I'm going to get a fucking, I'm going to get a semi. All right, I'm telling you, we don't have Costco here. Um, there's a Dillard's. I don't think there's a Dillard's or whatever, so I'm good. But uh, yeah, you can give me a J.C. Penney's gift card, and uh, yeah, take me by surprise and make you realize it's yeah. So that's enough of that. Um, yeah, that actually reminds me. What are you buying me? Hmm. 
What are you buying me? You gonna send me one of those? Wait, let me go get one of those old school Sears J.C. Penney's holiday get uh, catalogs. Uh, you know the huge, you know the big fat ones, the gift books, the big ass gift books with like the toys that you would circle but you'd never actually get for Christmas. Like the racetrack, the little X racetrack with the stupid cars when you press the button down to press the throttle down too fast, the fucking car would go flying across the living room. Wink. Then you just like. Then it, it wouldn't even work after that. The track would be broken. You just throw it in the basement. You never touched it after that. That thing, yeah, totally. Actually, I did get some pretty good gifts as a kid. I have to admit, my parents fucking rocked the house. There was uh, one time where I got a little, I think I was about five, and I wanted Legos. I was definitely a Lego dork as a kid. I love Legos. Legos is shit. And I wanted a certain Lego set. I think I wanted that pirate ship. They had this big Barracuda pirate ship. thing was like a couple hundred bucks. You can buy it online used for $300. It's fucking ridiculous. But instead of getting like that, they said they gave me what I didn't want. I got like a, it was that big blue bin with all kinds of like random shit in it. Just basically a whole starter set of Legos. But it's not what I wanted. So I threw this hissy fit and I ran out of the room and I got the shit slapped out of me. I mean, really, it's just like, Right then and there, um, I figured out that you're not supposed to do that. Right then and there. Five years old, didn't get what I wanted at my birthday party, ran into my room, and got the shit fucking smacked out of me. But it was like, oh, I get it. This all makes sense now. I was being a douchebag. And then that was it. After that. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was just about to say. I was fine after that, you know. Fill me full of Ritalin and send me off into the world. Uh, but I'm yeah, huge fucking Lego fiend. So I got Legos as a kid. Um, the Nintendo. I don't know if it was for me. I think my brother was the one who got the Nintendo. But I definitely made use of that. We played freaking Ring King. Do 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 do. Ring King was the shit. Duck Hunt was okay. Um played the fuck out of Super Mario, Super Mario 3. I don't know what happened with Super Mario 2. I don't know what it was all that about, but Super Mario 3 was the shit. That one was awesome. That's the one where you could turn into like a little raccoon. The tail would come out of your ass and you could go fl- and you could literally fly across the entire level. It was awesome. I have to admit, Nintendo really did. Still do, but back then, oh my god, the amount of games they were pumping out. Oh, who put a hurt on you? You know, and those games aren't cheap now. I mean, you could actually, I wonder how much, let me look up really quick. Let me move the microphone. Let's see. Let's look up. Oop, that's got a stain on it. Now it's going to leave a mark. Let's look up Zelda for NES. Zelda NES. And let's see what it comes up as in the shopping cart. So we'll go to shopping. Zelda, the Legend of Zelda, the original Legend of Zelda. Shopping, 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 shopping. Come on. All right. The Legend of Zelda, Nintendo, NES, 1999, 23, uh, 599, 19, 25, 28, 25, 59, 290. The Legend of Zelda NES the Legend of Zelda Classic Series Nintendo NES new sealed redescription. Uh, minor shelfware. However, there's a, there is a tear in the cellophane. 
$329.95. You think you'd get the fucking point at $329? No, let's tack on the extra 95 cents. How much is shipping? Are they charging for shipping? I got to see this. Hold on. I got to see this. Is it fucking... It better be signed by Link. All right. Let me see here. Uh, free shipping, no tax. That was a great game, though. Your pick. Your pick. $329 for The Legend of Zelda. Includes what? What does it include? Does it include a hand job for me fucking sister? Um, I guess that's it. All right. Well, there you go. So, yeah. The Legend of Zelda. I forget where I was going with that. As I always do. Maybe I do need that Ritalin after all. You can't be giving that shit to your kids. That's fucking child abuse, bro. Bruh. Bro. But, uh, yeah. So NES, that, that shit, the, the Legend of Zelda was a must. The only problem is with that Nintendo system is you had to smack the shit out of it, or it overheat, or you had to blow on it. You ever had an NES as a kid, you literally would have to go, you'd have to take, the thing would freeze, you had to take the cartridge out, the game cartridge, and go inside of it, you had to blow on it, you'd go, on the inside and then you had to put your stupid head your fucking stupid six-year-old head inside the actual video game console and blow on it the same way do the same thing and then put the game back in and then get it to work for another 10 to 15 minutes before it would freeze again so uh me and my friend pete back in the day he would smack his machine he would literally hit the fucking machine from the back of it all right, like it was a uh, like it was a broke down stripper in a rural neighborhood, and just fucking smack it, boom, and then and then it would work. It would work, and that's when I learned that sometimes if you hit things, and I'm not talking about domestic abuse. I'm not advocating that. I'm simply talking about machines. Sometimes if you hit machines, they actually start doing work, working again. Like I have this, uh, I have a Dell uh, all in one, a 22 inch all in one computer, nice little frame and everything like that. And I go to start it up, and it literally just stops working. Like, it starts up, then something trips, and it shuts off. I do it again. It just does this cycle over and over again. Trip, turn on. Trip, turn on. And then literally, I, I just rip the casing on the back of it off, and and I, I located it where I think the power issue was coming from, and then unscrewed a couple pieces, and then just literally just smacked it like six times, This power, the power part. Where all the energy's pushing through, smacked it, and then ripped off the freaking metal piece that was covering it, and then pushed down on like one of these little wires. I've had no problems ever since. So yes, hitting things produces results. That's what makes men great. Uh, okay. So the NES was pretty cool. That's Super Nintendo, but I don't. Like I said, my brother was the one who got the Nintendo. I think I'm gonna say the Super Nintendo was totally for me though. Dog, I'm telling you, the Super Nintendo was totally for me. The Super Nintendo, I got that in a package deal where it did come with Super Mario World, and Super Mario World was arguably one of the greatest games ever made. Um, simply because of its layout, its plot, its uh, replay, the replay factor on it. It had tons of secret levels. Uh, it had portals. It had wormholes. It had color schemes. It was so cool, the, the amount of characters it had. You could play it over and over and over. It had end credits, like Avengers end credits. It was pretty freaking sweet. Uh, but that came with the system. It had pretty cool controllers, too. 
but it came with the system. Uh, then there was the, it came with, oh, what I really wanted was Donkey Kong Country. Now, because normally you open your big gifts at the end, well, I opened the little package, and the little package just happened to be Donkey Kong Country. So uh, that was the first time that Donkey Kong was introduced as instead of a 2D character, he was like a three-dimensional different. It was the first time they were using these different, this, this, this AI, this engine that they were using, which was super cool for Donkey Kong back in like 1993. And it, may, it gave Donkey Kong a really, I, I would freaking play this game right now. I would go out and get a Super Nintendo and play Donkey Kong Country right fucking now. Because that game was so evolutionary, so much fun to play. Um, screw Diddy. Nobody cared about Diddy Kong. But the way it was set up was so cool and so much fun to play. Um, I'm just thinking, it's, it's going through my head right now. So I got that. I opened that first. So I was like, ooh, I got Donkey Kong Country. Well, obviously, if I got the video game, the console's got to be in the big package. Well, holy fucking shit. I must be telepathic. So I opened up the big box, and sure enough, it was right there, and I was super pumped. I was, like, legit, like, super pumped, like, pre-coffee, you know, pre-pubescent you know, pre -pubescent coffee. Oh, holy shit, I got a really cool Christmas present. I'm going to flip out. And it's one of those things, if you only get, like, one gift, you know, Donkey Kong Country and Super Nintendo, you're all set. The rest could be sweaters. I, you know, not going to lie. I'm kind of a sweater guy now. I'm definitely the Burton er Ernie of this situation. I love fucking sweaters. So, but yeah, the rest could be clothes or none. Doesn't matter. You could get me freaking certified pre-owned underwear. As long as you give me Donkey Kong Country and you give me a Super Nintendo, do we just become best friends? Yup. We're good. We're totally good. I played the shit out of that too. So that was an awful lot of fun. I think, actually, there was one level where I know I'm nerding out right now, but it's my podcast. If you don't like it, you can go fuck yourself. You don't like this? You don't like this country? You can get out. MAGA. So if you, for the record, I didn't vote in the last election. Don't yell at me. Unless you want to yell at me for not voting. Then, okay, fine. That's, that's fine. You're, you're, you're welcome. Um, Got to get your anger out somewhere. Go on Twitter like everybody else does. There was one level where you're in the mine shaft. You're in the mine shaft with Donkey Kong, obviously, because he's the main character. And you go in, you jump in, and you jump in this little mine cart. And you start rolling down the mine cart like this. And like this, because obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, you know exactly what the fuck I'm gesturing. Genius, Corsau. Genius. So, yeah, you're in a mine. Imagine if you've ever seen the movie The Rock with Nicolas Cage and what's his face? Sean Connery. The uh, and he basically they jump in the mine shaft, they go down there, and um, you basically just insert Diddy Kong, and it's freaking crazy. You hit the jump button, and when he jumps, he takes the mine cart with, he takes the cart with him, he jumps over things. It's so freaking cool. But the actual soundtrack for that one level was done by a metal band, an industrial band called Fear Factory. You can look that up. Go to YouTube, type in Fear Factory, type in um, there they got some songs. Shock. They have a song called. Uh, another song called um, just look up Fear Factory just go ahead and look up Fear Factory and you'll be good um, I was a big fan of them back in the day they have a lot of good metal songs if you're into metal I definitely recommend Fear Factory the newer stuff me, not so much but um, yeah so Donkey Kong Country was the shit I played the hell out of that also um, Super Nintendo definitely took it up a notch as far as their fighting games because that's the first time that 
that's the first time that Mortal Kombat, um, Mortal Kombat started coming around. Um, Street Fighter, which is anytime I the, nowadays you go you can go to a bar and they have like video games, not just like arcade, but like on the actual like next to the beer and the displays and stuff. You just sit down and you just start playing against some random stranger in the bar. If it's an Asian kid, don't turn. He's gonna kick your ass. You know, hey, it the stereotype is true. If you walk into a bar and they got a video game console and an Asian dude challenges you, put the controller down. He's gonna beat your ass because they're good. They're good at everything. They can fucking drift. They can do math. They can play Street Fighter. They're awesome. The Asians are gonna save the world. You hear that, Harvard? More Asians. We need more Asians. Making Asia great again. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. More coffee? Sure! So, mm, creamer first. Don't forget the creamer. So, yeah. So, you had Street Fighter. You had Super Nintendo, Mario World, whatever. You had uh, Donkey Kong Country. You had, what else? Oh, this is, we still play this, actually. Me and Turcot play this. We play the N64 version of it, but that's okay. Uh, Mario Kart. That's when shit got out of control, is when Mario Kart got introduced. Mario Kart is one of those games that you could be 37 years old. Mario Kart is one of those things that's going to make you six, get six again. You get so into it. The girls can play it. The dudes can play it. Um, everybody gets into it. Everybody has their own characters, and it's, it, is, it is all-out warfare. I mean, I'm surprised Vegas doesn't put odds on it. We should start a, a Mario Kart Fantasy League. That'd be pretty cool. Be on like uh, fucking be on, be on like DraftKings.com. Um, but Mario Kart was in there too, so you could come up with a huge assembly of awesome video games. Star Fox, Star Fox came out for for Super Nintendo. That game was the shit, and it was a weird game too because it wasn't. It didn't utilize the. In one way, the, the the graphics the the graphics were super blocky, but in the other aspects, the 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 graphics were revolution evolutionary revolutionary evolutionary I think it is, but it was fantastic. So there was a lot of three D movement, and it would Star Fox is an absolute. So yeah, I could go on for days about. I think they also had Contra, um, Contra back then. Con the original Contra for Nintendo was the shit and then they made another one called contra 3 the alien wars for super nintendo which was also baller so as you can tell i played a shit ton of video games when i was a kid uh even in college i did too uh but then after that super nintendo which was still legit for a long time the super nintendo had a freaking like a decade run i mean that thing was awesome it was killing it um and then the n64 came out n64 came out and fucking golden eye golden eye which I mean, you can still play in video game bars, too. <clears throat> it's still highly regarded as one of the, the most, uh, one of those games that was just, it, it, was a, it was a, quote, game changer. It was, it's, and it was awesome. You know, Perfect Dark was a result of GoldenEye, and it's just awesome. And, yeah, first of all, the movie was really good. That was the first uh, James Bond that was played by, Pierce Brosnan. That was Pierce Brosnan's first role. Was the game was the game GoldenEye, which was inspired by the movie GoldenEye, um, and that was a really good Bond movie. 
And that was Pierce Brosnan's first uh, uh, hack at it. And sadly, I mean, he was. He was legitimized as a really good Bond from that first movie. Sadly, though, the ones that came after it were not that good. Like, Tomorrow Never Dies was eh. The World Is Not Enough was ugh. And then Die Another Day was ah! So, and then that was it. 9-11 happened, and that was pretty much all she wrote for Pierce Brosnan. But Pierce Brosnan, as a Bond, as a Bond, Pierce Brosnan was, in my opinion, in, in my preferred, hey, what's your pronoun? My preferred Bonds, he, I would take him all day long. He would be, he would be number three, two or three on my list. So number one for me would be Roger Moore. Uh, Sean Connery's not on the list. Now, uh, he's not in the top three, and I'll tell you why. Was he, was he the worst? No, obviously not. He's fucking Sean Connery. He was the first Bond. He was legit. He also had one of the. He also had the worst Bond movie of all time. He was in the worst movie of all, and it was the one he was paid the most for. He was paid a million dollars. He took a Bond movie off, one or two Bond movies off, and then came back. And he was paid a million dollars to do uh, Diamonds Are Forever. Diamonds Are Forever is the one Bond movie, besides maybe A View to a Kill that you will never, ever want to watch and you will absolutely regret that you watched. It is horrible. The special effects are terrible. The characters, the 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 um, the actual the bad guys were just bad actors. Just bad. It was so weird. And it was like this weird gay vibe to them. I mean, it was just, it was odd. The characters were odd. And it was just a bad movie overall. I mean, honestly. So that's one to avoid altogether. I love Roger Moore. He's definitely my top dog as far as Bond, uh, as far as Bond, because he knew that Bond was kind of a joke in general. It was, it was punny. It was quippy. It was on your feet. It was supposed to be funny. So he got it. He got that. A lot of people shit on Roger Moore. Roger Moore is the longest. I think he's the longest running Bond of all time. I think he's done the most movies as Bond too. He started in 1971 or 72. He did The Man with the Golden Gun, I think it was. Was that that one or one before that? And then he went up, it was like 1987 or 1983, 1985. He went up, he was there, View to a Kill. So he after View to a Kill was one bond too many for him because he was like almost 60 freaking years old when A View to a Kill came out. And the, the Bond girl for that movie was a fucking atrocious. He had the, if you've ever seen the movie, what's the movie? Conan the Barbarian. Not the Jason Momoa, Momoa, Momoa one. The one with uh, with with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That one, there was a it was a black chick. Um, it just helps you identify which one it was, you know, because she's not white, so let's fit the description. Um, she was the black chick. I forget her name. Let me. Look. Okay, you know what? I'll look it up. Give me one second. Let's move the microphone a little bit closer, and let's go to IMDb. If you ever got movie questions, unless if it's regarded as if you're looking for money for movies, go to Box Office Mojo. But if you're looking for information about movies, go to IMDb.com. Don't go to Rotten Tomatoes; they're fucking jerk offs. Um, let's see. It is a view to a kill. View to a kill. 1985. Roger Mole and Christopher Walken. Walken kittens. Um, a young Christopher Walken, who's still alive today. Whoa! Come back here. And who was it? What's her name? Yeah. 
scrolling down. There she is. Grace Jones. From all accounts, nobody liked her. Nobody liked Grace Jones. Nobody had a nobody had anything nice to say about her. Arnold didn't even want to fuck her. Um apparently she has a strong presence. She's stubborn, she's mean, she's abrasive. She tried to hit people with the staff on the set of Conan the Barbarian. Um on the set of View to a Kill, she was the Bond girl. Uh one of them, one of the two anyways. <clears throat> she was the Bond villain girl, not the actual Bond girl. But they still technically count as Bond girls. But she was, yes, she was a Bond girl. And <clears throat> Roger Moore is quoted as saying, my mother always told me I have nothing, if I don't have anything nice to say about somebody, then I shouldn't say it at all. Comma, I have nothing nice to say about Grace Jones. Well, that's got to tell you something. So, uh, yeah. But I have a lot of respect for, for Roger Moore as a Bond character as a um, actor in general, and he was definitely a gentleman of sport. He was definitely a pure gentleman, a true English gentleman by all accounts, and was always well-dressed, probably got a shitload of ass when he was younger. Um, he was the man. Got a lot of respect for Roger Moore. Matter of fact, when I was in my early, like week 22 of my vlog, I think I said something about Roger Moore dying and passing because he, des he deserved all my respect. He was one. He was one of the first Bonds I saw. In, of course, like in a movie, uh, it was a movie. It was which Bond was it? It was Moonraker, where they basically it was fucking James Bond in space. Okay, it was their play on like Star Wars because like it was nineteen eighty three, no nineteen seventy nine when Moonraker came out. Uh, Star Wars: A New Hope came out in nineteen seventy seven. So James Bond was they were trying to get in on that little space action. Uh, Doctor Goodhead was Dr. Goodhead was the uh, Bond girl in that movie. And I loved it because at the end they get in this cool space battle where the American, they have like a, a, a there's a space station hiding up, you know, uh, hiding up near the moon. And then, uh, you know, Bond gets up there and alerts the Americans. So the Americans send their space shuttles up and they release their astronauts with the laser beams. And they get in this fucking space battle with the, with the terrorists. And it's just so awesome i don't know i just loved it i get so pumped for that one little that like three minutes it's literally three minutes of just lasers going back and forth and you know i loved it and i still love that movie i thought it was a good bond movie overall i thought it was a charming fun bond movie obviously not very realistic well eh, i guess well i think eventually we're gonna get into a space fight I mean, why not? We get in fights on the ground. Eventually, we're going to get into a, a fucking fight that just happens to be in zero gravity. I mean, why not, right? We get in fights for the stupidest reasons. Why not be in an area where there's no oxygen? We get in fights in the water. We got submarines, dude. We get in fights underwater, above ground. It's only a matter of time. In, in the air. So, well, it's only a matter of time before we get into a fight in fucking space. You know, so James Bond, obviously, you know, he was just showing that that's an actual possible thing that could happen. I mean, ICBMs, if you don't know, ICBMs are intercontinental ballistic missiles. They were one, they are, these are missiles that are designed to deliver multiple thermonuclear um, weapons to a designed location. 
but they go into space before they come back down. That's how they get to their target so quickly. They get to their target within a matter of like 15 minutes. So say uh, um, we launch one from the United States and somewhere in, say, Montana or Virginia, it could land in St. Petersburg or in Moscow. It can go anywhere it wants. But it only takes a matter of minutes because it goes, it launches, it has, a, it has a staged rocket setup where it gets shot into fucking space, it breaks into certain pieces, and then certain certain sections of that rocket, one warhead gets delivered to one location, another warhead gets, to, and it's like a dozen. It's like a dozen warheads get delivered to certain cities, and they all come flying out, of, out from space and land within a couple miles of, of their design target. Normally, they had pretty good guidance systems because they're coming from space. And when they come down, they come down, you know, at terminal velocity. So that we've already we technically have already done that. We've already gone through the space shit. So that movie was pretty honest. There was, you know, I obviously, you know, took some, you know, some some liberty with the, 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 the fact that Star Wars came out two years before it. But it was legit. So I and I just loved it. I thought the movie was. It was entertaining. I and entertained by the whole thing of it. And Drax, Drax was the freaking. I can't believe I'm going on a fucking Bond tangent. Um, Drax was the the. What do you call it? The villain in that movie. You got to check it out. If you're a Bond, if you're a Bond fan, or you just want to see a campy, a campy flick, check out 007's Moonraker. It's freaking awesome. I I love the shit out of that movie. Um, it, it, everybody says that, you know, Goldfinger was arguably the best Bond movie, one of the best Bond movies of all time. Absolutely not. It's too goddamn long. It's too goddamn boring. It has a good line in it, but that's it. The premise isn't even not that big of a deal. Goldfinger was not that great. Goldeneye and Goldfinger, totally different. Goldeneye is one of the top 10 Bond movies of all time. Maybe top five, depending upon how you feel about it. Goldfinger is a pile of dog shit. No fault of James Bond, of or excuse me, of Sean Connery. But Goldfinger was fucking boring. I mean, the good line in it was when he was going to get his dick cut off by that laser beam. He goes, do you expect me to talk? He goes, no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. That was it. I mean, maybe cool for back then, but nowadays it's like, all right, whatever. But it was a long, it was, the movie was way too goddamn long. And it was, and it just dragged. It dragged ass. It was, even by back then, it was boring. From Russia with Love was better. Um, and it, and it actually kind of, kind of holds true to now. Um, I do enjoy that part where he smacks Money Penny. On, was it Money Penny? He didn't smack. Well, smacks her. He smack. He smacks her in the ass. He slaps her on the ass. Um, I sh- should have finished my sentence. I should also get more sleep too. Um. So yeah, but yeah, you can check out Moonraker. I would like I if you're gonna check out jump into Bond movies. Um, I know we switched from that. For, for, we we're talking about video games, but if you want to check out Bond movies, check out Goldeneye. So Pierce Brosnan, Goldeneye, Sean Connery. Um, which one would you want to watch a Sean Connery? I'd say From Russia with Love. From Russia with Love is the one you want to watch of of Sean Connery. Uh, there was one he did uh, that was technically not a... It was sort of a Bond movie, but it wasn't licensed by the same company. It was in direct competition of another... When Roger Moore was doing uh, Octopussy, uh, Sean Connery was doing another Bond movie that was licensed by a different company 
called, which was a copy of Thunderball, which was another Bond movie, but it was called the uh, Never Say Never Again. It's with Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger is the Bond girl in this rogue Bond movie, and it's got this really cool scene with a video game console, and it's really cool. It's called Domination, um, and you know there's some cool nerd shit in there. But that so Thunder, um, you can check out Thunderball if you're a Sean Connery Bond fan. Thunderball and From Russia with Love. You can check out those. Those are pretty good. Roger Moore Bond movies. Uh, Moonraker. The Man with the Golden Gun. Eh, not to be. Um, a, not, not, a View to a Kill sucks. There's one that I really liked that I thought was good. It got going after a while. It was, oh my God, what the hell's the matter with me? I'm falling apart here. What the fuck was it? Um, oh, The Spy Who Loved Me. The Spy Who Loved Me was a really good Bond flick. That was like 1981. Uh, that was pretty good. Octopussy was kind of silly, but it had some good moments, but it was kind of silly for the most part. Um, pardon me, madam. What is that tattoo on your back? That's my little octopussy. Fucking, he gives the he gives the most awesomest look ever after she says that. It's like, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Plus the fact that that's the actual name of the movie octopussy and that was in theaters as that title octopussy okay and the names of course are the best the names are the best dr goodhead i mean <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite that's so that's so blatant it's like okay um you know hi what's your name marie blowjob oh wow nice to meet you miss bloach i'm 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 mr receiving um so that was if you're into roger moore check out moonraker uh check out a spy who loved me and there may be like one other one his first one was not that great it was about it was back when Times square was basically on fire and you can go and check that one out um it was like the first one he the some black guy was a villain but um it was it was kind of cool it had like a new orleans vibe in the beginning of it but it was back when um he was in his first role, and he kind of was trying to make the role serious, but it wasn't that great. But after that, he kind of got he got really good as 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 a goofy Bond. So you check that out. As far as Pierce Brosnan, yeah, Goldeneye. Um, the the guy who was in between Roger Moore and Sean Connery, he did the one. It was called Honor Majesty's Secret Service. That was actually a good Bond movie. In some aspects, in some aspects, it was a really good Bond movie. Uh, I don't know if it holds up though. Um, and actually, the guy who played it was didn't hold up very well either. So, and then you go to after Pierce Brosnan, you had or the guy before Pierce Brosnan, I forget his name. Oh, Jane, uh, John Dolt. Who the fuck was that? Um, I don't know. My friend Seymour um, is a big fan of him. He was he was post Roger Moore. He did two. He was only Bond for two uh, two episodes. And the first one was actually The Living Daylights, in my opinion, was a really good Bond movie. So check that one out. Roger M Dalton? Something? Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Check out The Living Daylights with Timothy Dalton. The one he did after that, I couldn't stand. That one sucked. But The Living Daylights is a good Bond movie. Totally check that one out. Um, oh, License to Kill. Yeah, skip that one. Then Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig has the... He has the luxury of having all the options on the table. He has all the great directors, all the production budget, all the scrap, the staff writers, the script writers, the screenplays, everything. He has everything at him. And on top of that, 
He's a really, really good actor. And for all accounts, seems like a decent dude, too. And he's fucking jacked. So, um, obviously, if you're going to watch Pierce Brosnan's Bonds, you can watch Casino Royale, which was an original screenplay from before the first uh, Sean Connery Bond came out. The first Sean Connery Bond that ever came out was the, originally the first one licensed. Um, it was... Cause it was it was Casino Royale, but they wanted an American Bond, so they called him Jimmy Bond. But it was fucking terrible. Don't even watch that one. So the first one was Doctor No. That was the first Sean Connery Bond. That one was actually kind of cool too. Uh, but Casino Royale was the original script. They took it, they modernized it, and they they dropped in they dropped in Pierce, uh, not Pierce, Daniel Craig. And that one is fantastic. Everything about that movie flows so damn well. Then they did another one after that called Quantum of Solace. People shit on that movie. Quantum of Solace was a legit fucking movie. It just it was a little more sped up. The intro wasn't that great. See, the intro to a Bond movie should be pretty awesome. This one to me just didn't do the trick. But overall, Quantum of Solace, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought it was really good. Bond girl in that, she was fantastic too. Isabella something or other. Um, and then after that, you of course had Skyfall. Skyfall was tragically gorgeous. Uh, as far as Bond movies go. I whew, I saw that in theaters too. Then the one that came after that. Which kind of got shit on as well. Which was actually a really good old school Bond movie. With a great villain and a great cast. And overall I enjoyed the hell out of it. And fuck I can't even. The name totally escapes me. But all of Daniel Craig's Bonds were fantastic. All of them were absolutely fantastic. So definitely if you're going to go into the Bond movies. Uh, Goldeneye, Living Daylights, Moonraker, uh, From Russia with Love, and any of Daniel Craig's Bonds. So there you go. You got your assignment for the weekend. Bond movies. Get on it. As far as Nintendo games, well, we've already I've, I've covered that. You can go Donkey Kong Country, Mario Kart. We can you can go back and listen to that again. If you have questions about video retro video games. Or movies, you can contact me, positive sarcasm outlook .com. You can hit me up on social media and all that jazz. I can, I'll, I'll, I'll be more than happy to conversate with you, converse with you about any of that stuff and my recommendations on it. Uh, because you know that was my childhood. You know, I was one of those. I was sort of a latchkey kid. You know, where I come home, nobody would be there. But you know, I had, I didn't make my own dinner. My parents would come home. Five o'clock, six o'clock, make dinner, everything like that. So it was cool. It was legit. You know, my family was for the most part put together. I mean, when my brother and sister started getting older, shit got a little crazy. But for the most part, it was handled. Um, I add a little bit more cream in there. I gotta clean this desk up after I'm done. Got a little, cr got a little cream on the desk. Um, so oh yeah, fifty minutes. Hey, not bad. I don't know how I pulled this one out of my ass. I got like no freaking sleep last night. So yeah, you can contact me about any of that information if you have questions about movies and shit. I don't talk about, I don't use movie quotes really in the in in conversation with people because it doesn't really translate because maybe somebody didn't see that movie. So you know, just yeah, I avoid that altogether. Uh, let's see. So happy Hanukkah. I know Hanukkah's over. Happy Hanukkah to everybody. I'm wishing everybody a happy holidays. Hope you know, Merry fucking Christmas. That's what I'm trying to say. Merry Christmas to everybody. I may even go out and get a tree. Like a little Charlie Brown type of tree. Put a little PS logo on the top of it. La, 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 la. So that'd be cool. Um, and then, like I said, the the Beacon movie debuts tonight. 
and then on John Turcott's channel, and then I'm gonna drop it. I'm gonna publicize it on my channel, and then you'll see it up on Instagram tomorrow. Subscribe to my channel. Hit the hit the little bell so you get notifications. Uh, if you want to be a podcast guest, just contact me. I got a chair with a microphone ready to go. You don't even have to wear he- headphones. Uh, tonight is the return of Milo, my jumping sumo drone. If you check out week twenty. And week 65, week 20 is The Visitor, and week 65 is Star Chaser. Those are on my YouTube episodes. Little jumping sumo drone. They're about 30 bucks. You can buy them online. Little cute little bastard. Five to seven minute battery. Um, you're, first of all, they drive dogs crazy. You control it with your cell phone. Uh, in week 66, when I was playing with Apollo, the dog, the little boxer dog, Milo, as I've named him, uh, went into a puddle and kind of shorted out. Oops. That was like early this year. Tried charging him, but all that would happen was his eyes would turn red and he would make like these weird clicking sounds. And then I just decided to plug him in just like a couple, like a week or two ago. I plugged him in and then unplugged him and he just sat there with red eyes like he normally did. And then he would, you know, after the battery dies, he would turn off. But then all of a sudden I, I hear him making the norm, the normal sounds that he's supposed to make. And he starts flipping out and turning around and stuff like that. And I was like, holy shit, he's back. Sweet. Because it was fun to make movies about him. And now that he's back, I actually used him in the movie that's going to debut tonight. So you're going to see him in in bits and pieces uh, in the movie. But he's back and he's working. And I can't wait to use him for more stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited. But yeah, you can check him out. He was in week 20, The Visitor. And he was in week 65, Star Chaser. And you can check him out in those movies. But he's going to be in the new one debuting tonight for the Polkum Film Festival. So he'll be on there, but you can go and buy one of these little guys for like thirty bucks. the The jumping plat, the jumping option on on Milo was broken, but yeah, you have the jumping option. I heard they break though, but I don't need him for that. He can still do like little spins and stuff like that, so I can make him like a little weird character. Um, a lot of stuff going up on Twitter lately. I don't know if you know what. If you're not on Twitter, don't be on Twitter. Twitter is it just if you are looking to be in a bad fucking mood then fine, Twitter is all, there you go, go on Twitter, all for you. There's so many things to complain about on Twitter. They're shadow banning people, they're suspending people, they obviously got a political bias. The Jack is, is, is a cult figure, he's a fucking weirdo. But yeah, Twitter is just odd. And if you're looking to be in a bad mood, just go on Twitter. I mean, at this point, I just decided to start following all Sesame Street characters. Which is actually not a bad idea. Uh, the count, the count has an Instagram, uh, has a uh, a Twitter, has a Twitter channel. Uh, he just literally counts. It's like I, I'm like I'll, I'll open up Twitter and I'll see the count two hundred and seventy five. <laughs> it's like that makes sense. Then the cookie, I I follow Cookie Mon on Twitter. I follow Cookie Monster, Bert and Ernie, uh, Oscar the Grouch, uh, Cookie Monster, um, Big Bird, and who else? Oh, the count. Maybe one other character. I don't think Elmo has a, has a Twitter account. Probably for the best. Um, I don't know if Kermit has one either. Is Kermit a... Oh, Kermit's a Muppet. I don't know. I Is that Sesame? I don't... Sesame. Sesame. I have no idea. But yeah, I just follow Twitter. I follow them and I follow members of the IDW, the International Intellectual Dark Web. Guys like... Uh, if you're on the right, guys like Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson, Dave Rubin, you know... Those types of guys. If you're on the left, if you're on like more politically left, I follow guys like Brett Weinstein, Eric Weinstein. These guys are fucking geniuses and brothers. Uh, Sam Harris, uh, Kyle Kalinske. Kyle Kalinske, um, 
I like Kyle Kalinske. I think there's like I would like to have Kyle Kalinske. If it, the lot, basically all these guys have been on Joe Rogan. Basically, all of them have. I would love to have a sit down with Kyle, Joe Rogan host Kyle Kalinske and Ben Shapiro, and I think those two could hash some shit out. I think that I think that would be a very healthy thing. Um, just because I, I do, I have a lot of respect for Ben Shapiro. He's kind of a smart ass on Twitter, but that's okay. But yeah, I follow a lot of those guys on Twitter because they're highly intelligent. They have a huge following, and fucking Jordan Peterson is a monster. Uh, so yeah, and following Dave Rubin makes sense because he caters to all of them. So I do, I follow them, and uh, yeah. So I get my news. My news doesn't come from like CNN or Fox News or vice or buzzfeed or bloomberg i don't follow any of those groups they're all shit so basically i would avoid you know obviously if you're not a fan of like fox news and cnn and msnbc you're smart don't you don't have to follow any of them if i want a daily news update i go on youtube and i i, I watch philip defranco 15 20 minutes and you're out philip defranco is awesome um so that's my go-to for like actual watching the news 15 20 minutes i'm done for the day uh, but as far as avoiding, I avoid Vice. I avoid, yeah, Vice is awful. Vox, I avoid Vox. BuzzFeed, Bloomberg, Slate, Salon, Huffington Post, the BBC, uh, The Guardian. I avoid all that shit. It's so bad. It's so biased. It's not, you know, actually, P, uh, who's that guy? Larry King said it best that they're not journalists. They're pundits. They're political pundits. So you're not really getting the truth, you know. You're getting everything skewed. It's, it, I just can't, I can't do that. And sometimes you gotta shut, you gotta shut it off. It's good to get a perspective of the other side, but when you know the other side is just fucking with you, and they're just trying to make you feel guilty for some, you know, ideological reason, then it's like I'm just gonna check out, dude. Because you have better, you ha you have better things that you need to be doing. Okay, there are definitely better things to be doing than sitting there and tweeting about bullshit news all day. All right. So, but yeah, Twitter is one of those things where I think it's going to shoot itself in the foot eventually. And then that's going to be the end of it. And we're all just going to get bored with it and turn it off. And then, um, my space will come back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and Facebook, I don't really post anything on Facebook. Uh, I don't, I almost never go live on Facebook. Uh, it's basically just to post stuff that I get from Instagram. So if I post on Instagram, it goes to Facebook and I very rarely post on Instagram a, a couple stories here and there, but for the most part, uh, you know, if I'm posting a video or if I'm posting a, a, a you know, something that's going to lead you to YouTube, then that's it. But for the most part, it's, I'm trying to limit myself on my social media output altogether because I just, I just want to, if I have something to say or whatever, go to my YouTube channel, we can go from there or we can sit down the podcast. The podcast is numero uno. It really is. And so far it's kind of, it's great because it's my out. It's my way to get things off my chest and I feel better after I do it. This is a huge thing for me. That's why I was pushing so hard to get iTunes all straightened out and Google play music all straightened out and all the other RSS feeds all straightened out. So everybody has that ability. And I know that I'm reaching as many people as I can for what I can write for what I can do right now. So, but I'm, you know, I'm happy that all that stuff's been, and I'm pumped about that because this is my thing. This is my little setup here that people can come and sit down and talk and whatever and promote or whatever. And I, I love it. And it's a really easy setup. So I'm really happy about that. And I look forward to opening up the, the Twitch feed a little bit more too. So 
that's that. Uh, I think we pretty much covered everything uh, on here. So I'm just going to, I'm going to, am I going to close it up? I think I'm going to close it up. Uh, also, yeah, obviously if it's the holiday season, if you're looking for uh, deals, you can go to slickdeals.net. They got a forum there. You can go through all their stuff. They got all kinds of stuff that you could look for if you're looking for last minute shopping gifts or you just don't know what to buy or you're trying to save money on people. Uh, that you actually want to shop for, go to slickdeals.net, check out their form, look at all this stuff right there. There's coupons, there's co product codes, there's deals, there's on clearance, uh, what's available in stores, what's online. Um, there's a live section where you can view all the live stuff. There's thumbs up, thumbs down, there's comments and all that stuff. It's all great. Go to check Go check out slickdeals.net. You can hit me up on Twitter at POS Sarcasm. You can go to Instagram, positive underscore sarcasm. You can go to facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. Friend request if you want. Um, YouTube, positive sarcasm. Like, subscribe, hit the yellow button. The yellow button? Hit the bell for notifications. Uh, I got a new video dropping tonight. I may go live for the Twitch stream tonight and uh, give you a link for where the movies are going to debut. Mine is The Beacon, starring Giovanni Orlando Pena. That drops tonight uh, on Turcotte's channel, and then it'll be definitely uh, at the latest live tomorrow on my channel. Positive, uh, positive sarcasm on YouTube. Uh, so definitely subscribe to that. And if you have any questions, of course, positivesarcasm.outlook.com. You can hit the contact page to contact me that way. Or you can hit me up in any way you can find me. You can hit me up that way. I want to give a shout out to all my posing, uh, to all the people that got posing music last week and this week who are going to do shows. One of them in California who had to do a last minute backup song. So I got it to them literally just like a day or two to spare. They're heading to California. I want to wish uh, Malin, well, Rodney, Malin's girlfriend, I want to wish Rodney uh, good luck at the California show um, and all the other competitors that I've done work for and gotten posing music too. If you have questions about posing music, if you're bodybuilding and you need a cut of something, you can you, you can go right to uh, positivesarcasm.com and you can just contact me there. Donations, contributions, paypal.me slash positivesarcasm or you can just go to the contact page which has a donate button. Hit the donate button, paypal.me slash positivesarcasm. Any amount is appreciated and totally gets utilized. It all matters. When you put it all together, all those little, those little steps make a huge difference. I absolutely appreciate it because this is this is all me. So, But I want to give a shout out to all my competitors who are going out there with my cuts on there. You guys can check me out on social media. We've been through all of it. If you have questions about today's podcast, you want to know more information, of course, you can contact me. But I am done for the day. I'm going to finish the rest of my coffee and then I will go to the Twitch premiere, uh, the, the premiere tonight. But uh, you'll see that getting posted on my Instagram tomorrow morning. You can follow me there at positive underscore sarcasm. So I want to appreciate you all. I, I want to appreciate you all. I appreciate you all for listening. My subscribership is back up uh, finally after uh, a little bit of a hiatus. But now it's been more consistent. Things are looking pretty good. Got some new stuff coming down. I look forward to getting after it. Getting more sleep, of course, would be helpful. And I'll get this posted as soon as possible. So I appreciate you all for listening and sharing and posting and questioning and commenting and all that jazz. I will talk to you all soon. Thank you for the people who dropped in, for, if only for a few minutes, on Twitch. Uh, all you guys who subscribe to me on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podcast Addict, I will check in with you later. And, yeah, I guess that'll do it. Thank you all for listening, watching, subscribing. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation.